This is Chris Benincasa for Jersey Arts, the podcast. Not too long ago, I met up with Michael Reese at Matrix Art Collective in Gutenberg, New Jersey, where he designs and fabricates his sculptures, curious products of the intersection of art and technology. Reese currently teaches classes in sculpture and digital media at William Patterson University and shows his work internationally. Here's part of our conversation on art, technology, and the future of both. I wanted you to tell me about this place we're sitting in, because it's an unusual place. Can you tell me about this studio, what goes on here? And it's not what most people would imagine an artist studio to be like. Right. Well, you know, the I use a, equipment that is, you know, pretty expensive. Uh, it's, uh, it's time consuming. It's technically specific. Uh, it, you know, when you first get into it, you think, oh, this is awesome. Just command P. It'll just finish. It'll be done. And actually you realize it's just as intense, just as extreme a workflow as anything else. So in some ways I had to figure out a way that I could get a hold of this stuff and use it in more of a studio-like practice. I mean, for a lot of artists, they come up with an idea and they pursue it and then they hire a fabrication team and then they work with that team. And I like to be a little more hands-on than that. I, I have always built sculptures. I've, I've, uh, I have a background in architect, you know, with my, my family. My brother was an architect and my father was a designer. And so I constantly, I, I'm fascinated by the way things are built and how they go together. And so I had to create a situation uh, with other people where we could realize that aspect of fabrication, where I can have total control over things. The place is called Matrix Fine Art Collective. And there's a, you know, there's a whole lot of sort of interesting components that fit into this place and that operate. You know, yesterday, a couple of days, we had some designers in here. And they came in and, you know, we provided them a space that they could work. So they actually got to put their hands on this piece. That's kind of unusual. Most fabrication shops and whatever, they, uh, you know, you can't come in and we've got the craftsmen and we're going to, you know. So we, we tried to, uh, you know, there's, a, there's something that's very art friendly about this place and very friendly to the individual who wants to accomplish something, you know. You're also an avid fan of, of Hollywood productions and science fiction, and, and, but you're more than a fan because it, it seems to, to you like you, you feel like um, these things are absolutely relevant to your work. And I was wondering, what, what is the attraction or, or affinity there between what you do and, and what, you know, these guys in California are doing for Hollywood? Well, I think that the, uh, the affinity is really to the content of the movies, you know. Uh, somehow, culturally, we're able to talk about things that we can't talk about publicly or politely. We're able to do that with creativity and movies and all these different kinds of things. We're able to kind of investigate, you know, the, the things that we don't want to look at in life. And so I feel like this comes close to engaging and analyzing and uh, allowing us to kind of imagine things that if I said them straight up to you or if I wrote a play about it or if I made a story, you know, if I, if I did it in an essay form, it would be more difficult, almost impossible, for, almost unpalatable, uncivilized, wild, and, and off the charts, outside of the realm. And so that's, uh, to me, what these things do. And in a way, you know, again, I could sort of say, well, there's a place where it looks like this, and there's a place where it looks like that. But indeed, I like to kind of leave that to you. That's the part where, like, I'm, like, making some vibration or jiggling something within your mind. And, you know, in a way, you see these things, you can't get them out of your head for a little while. You know, you're kind of, they're uncanny. You know, they, they have something of the familiar about them. These little legs and these, you know, it looks like babies and you want to take care of them and you want to, you know, and then you're like, no, 
that's it's too mechanical it's too you know like for example a hollywood person would never leave all these facets and things like that but i like that because uh for lots of reasons but indeed um they sort of remind you that they're absolutely unreal they can't be they're not possible you know and yet at the same time you're still sitting there with a little drool coming out of the side of your mouth going wow that's weird you know so th those those things all play in it you know i think that uh, I don't think there's any question that my work has more of a psychological presence than anything else. You know, that's sort of what it's about. That's what I try to deal with. And this is a way to talk about some of those things without, you know, breaking the, you know, breaking the social contract. <laughs> you bring up the, the idea of the golem and Frankenstein with your sculpture and artificial life comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to ask you, I mean, are you interested in, in fact, creating artificial life or intelligence or... Are you content to produce work that simply looks like artificial life or yeah. intelligence? Well, you know, that's an interesting question because, you know, certainly there are artists, you know, that are way, you know, that are technically way out on the edge who are working with, uh, you know, stem cells and doing things. There are artists that are doing robotics and they're, you know, these creatures are walking around and they're trying to, do, you know, uh, I guess uh, that's the part. I mean, I'm sort of from the bridge generation. I'm sort of old enough to have actually made things with my hand and still enjoy making things. And yet at the same time, I'm still doing, I'm now doing all these things with software and all this sort of stuff. So for me, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, it, I wouldn't want to see these things living. I wouldn't want a little creature in a box. Like, no, I think that's all wrong, you know, but I would, uh, very much, I mean, you know, I like the, the, what happens here is now we can propose this and we can kind of consider it and get it, you know, we can get it out of our heads, we can look at it and propose it and consider it. You know, the other thing that I think I'm working with is a thing called memes. And memes are these, uh, you know, the biologist Richard Dawkins calls memes the smallest unit of cultural evolution. And the, in, a, in a way, this is a this is a meme that plays on the meme of monsters, Hollywood, and, you know, psychology, and the id, and all that sort of stuff. And yet, at the same time, uh, I'm able to investigate, and to imagine, and to propose things that are impossible, and maybe, by doing so, uh, create an eddy that we don't have to go into. We don't need to go there, you know, on some level, because, uh, I mean, I say we. I don't need to go there. I, it's enough for me to propose it. It's enough for me to look at it and to imagine its values that way. So a lot, a lot of science and, and technology, flo you know, floating around here. Mm -hmm. and, but and yet you, you, uh, you, you are as distinct from science, distinct from technology. Uh, I thought we could just maybe bring it all back to a basic question: like, well, what is art today? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. I think that uh, you know I'd be foolish if I actually gave you a definition <laughs> that wasn't fluid and you know it's an incredibly fluid thing and that's the beauty of art in a way I mean I, I would say there's a couple of things that I would definitely say art is about consciousness you know so for example uh, and I think that you know this is an old idea in art it's not new but the the consciousness or the the attitude or the idea with which somebody makes something is sort of what the work is about it's not so much about bits and bytes and physical physicality and bronze and all these things these could be expressions of a certain kind of consciousness but it's about that consciousness that intent and so from that standpoint they could be objects or they could be experiences that i set up for you that you have that you know maybe you didn't even know you know like there was a great performance artist named james lee byers who uh you know, he did a performance where he drove by the Whitney Museum at 80 miles. They closed down Madison Avenue, drove by the museum at 80 miles an hour and um, didn't look. 
You know, that's like a, you know, that's a piece of consciousness, you know, in a funny way. So, so in that sense, I think that that's beautiful because art begins to explore, instead of being confined to media or material or activity, it begins to explore these larger issues, you know. The other thing that I would say is that, and people, I don't think this is cynical, I think this is very real. Art is sort of what we decide it is. And let's be more specific. We is... The, you know, the people who practice it, or the experts of it. By experts, I don't necessarily mean it in a really narrow, specific sense, but the people who decide to dedicate their lives to it, think about it, define it, the curators, the critics, the collectors, they're even involved, the art dealers, the artists themselves, these are all this huge amalgam making up on a, you know, maybe year by year, or maybe week by week, who knows, idea about what art is. Where is art headed? It's headed all over the place. We're going to do, you know, people are going to do everything. Strangely enough, art is, you know, a tiny little part of our culture in America. In Europe, it's a much more important thing. In America, it's much smaller. And in a way, uh, the sort of, uh, that's an expression in a way of that Protestant work ethic, you know, that art had to be towards something. Like movies, you make money with movies, so that's okay, you know, that works. And and it's, you know, if, you're, if it's entertainment, oh, that works. But... I don't, I'm not troubled, ter too terribly troubled by this, and I don't think that everybody should change and start paying attention to art. I think that art is kind of the recessive gene of culture, you know? It's the, uh, it's the one that every now and again pops up and a mutation happens. We're the, you know, we're the, we're the mutants. Did I say that? <laughs> Woo! We're the mutations, you know, and we're, we're playing with mutations, and sometimes those mutations cross over into the dominant aspect of culture, you know, the dominant genes of culture. So. You know, I know that's a kind of a diffuse, sort of large, mushy definition of art, but I think that it has, uh, it plays to some extent. You know, we're going to see these kids that have come up that have never touched anything. They didn't do Play-Doh, they did 3D. They didn't do painting, they did, you know, Photoshop. They did, you know, they, they didn't play with Monopoly, they played with, you know, Sims. And these... Uh, you know, already we're seeing them, already you're going to see that they're going to create art. This is the material of their lives. They're going to create art out of these things and it's going to be fantastic. As a practitioner who's immersed in this world every day, um, you know, I think people who are as hands-on as, as you are have a sense of, of what's coming and like you were just talking about, is there anything in particular in the future of art that you're looking forward to? That's an interesting question. You know, you work so hard to, uh, you're working so hard on your own vision in a funny kind of way, you know. and. Um, you know, that's a broader question, you know, that's sort of like, you know, what, what can we expect out of art? And I think that uh, on some level, I think that art will be more fluid than it is today. That's what I expect to see, that it will find its way into more aspects of our lives. It'll be less about the museum, less about the expert art space, and uh, less about the fun, you know, the big big vanity funds and the, you know, all that sort of stuff and much, much more about us and our culture and you and me and stuff, you know. Uh, so I guess what I would expect, what I would hope art would be is it would be infused, I guess I'm kind of got a democratic idea about what art should be, you know, that it will be infused at our, it will become part of and be infused in our daily lives in a way that it isn't now. You know, you still feel like art is over there somewhere, you know, MoMA or Whitney or you know, PS1 or, you know, you don't kind of feel like, wow, I could go out my door and there's something, you know, someone, some event. That's what I would hope to see.
Michael Reese, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Artist Michael Reese. For the full story, tune into State of the Arts on Friday, January 16th. That show is called The Making Of, and it airs on NJN Public Television. For more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. Jersey Arts, the podcast, is a production of State of the Arts. Watch it on NJN Public Television Fridays at 8.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 11.30 p.m. Individual stories can be seen anytime on njn.net. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts is proud to co-produce State of the Arts. The New Jersey State Council on the Arts, encouraging excellence in the arts since 1966. Additional support was provided by the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, supporting cultural, educational, and environmental initiatives that make our world more livable.